There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The rock band Tesla plays Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia this Friday night. I spoke to guitarist Dave Rude about the band's biggest hits, from Signs to What You Give, and even asked what he thinks about sharing a band name with Elon Musk's Electric Car Company. Dave Rude, guitar player in Tesla. Thanks so much for joining us. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I can't, can't, uh, I'm excited to be here. All right. So what all can we expect from, from the show? I guess it will it be sort of like, you know, a mix of Tesla's greatest hits. Is there anything, you know, newer stuff from, from the new album shock or a little of both, I guess. Well, you know, we, we, it's, it's, we're in a cool position, right. With, with the legacy of the band, you know, we've got a lot of records and, and a lot of sort of songs that people, um, you know, kind of demands to hear, you know, so we, we've, we always do, you know, all the hits and, and some couple of like particular live fan favorites that, you know, everyone sort of uh, is expecting. And, and, you know, we still love to do all those songs. So it's, it's really fun. Um, but we also like to keep it a little bit interesting. And, you know, we have a lot of diehards who come to like multiple shows and, you know, um, so we'll throw in, you know, deep tracks, album tracks, new songs, um, old songs that we haven't done in a long time, um, things like that, uh, covers, uh, just to spice it up. So um, sort of a good mix, you know, and we just did this uh, residency in Las Vegas um, a little over a week ago. And when we did that, we did a bunch of rehearsals and learned a bunch of, um, you know, like old album, Tesla album deep tracks that, that hadn't been done in like decades. So, you know, I'm, I think now that, now that we got all those rehearsal days under our belt, we'll be able to, to bust those out on regular shows too so i'm excited for that nice now remind what what year did you join the band it was in like the 2000s i think yeah man i joined in 06 so it's been you know a good 17 years it's pretty crazy to think about wow so uh i guess my that leads to my question like so were you a fan of the band like growing up listening to them before joining them i mean it must have been an honor to finally join a band you've been listening to for so long <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I grew up listening to Tesla. I, I got the, uh, the five man acoustical jam record when I was in seventh grade and I had it on cassette, like the CD player yet. And, and I, uh, wore, literally wore it out to, to where the, you know, the writing was gone and it was just like a blank piece of plastic with music inside and, um, and, you know, followed the band ever since. And, and it, it all just sort of happened really randomly when, when, Frank Annan um, found me on MySpace in, in 2006 when MySpace was the thing to do. And, and I had my solo project that I had just started. And, you know, he saw a cool looking picture of a guy with a Les Paul. He's like, who's this dude? And 
it all kind of went from there. Where exactly did you grow yeah. up? Because you mentioned that you grew up listening to the band, but I want to make sure I have the deets right. Where exactly sure. did you grow up? I, I yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area, and still still live there to this day. So it's just a little over an hour south of Sacramento, where the band you know was originally from, and most of the guys still live. Nice. Now, just so I, ha- I clarify, what album did you say you had? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I got the uh, Five Man Acoustical Jam when I was uh, in seventh right. grade. Wow! So the five man acoustical jam was was the first one you picked up in seventh grade. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was my that was my <laughs> gateway drug to Tesla. Oh, love, well, many of us have had gateway drugs to Tesla, I guess. So I, obviously, you weren't there for the formation in '84, then obviously, but right. I'm sure you've heard your fellow band members recount the story. So if you could, you know, uh, real quick, I'm sure the short version: how the guys all get together out in Sacramento. Um. Well, you know, it started out as a band called City Kid. And it was Jeff and well, it's it Brian and Frank. Um, and then they got Jeff. I think really, I think it was it was all five. Um, eventually, there was there was a, in the very beginning there was some some other local guys that um, that you know cycled through. But it ended up with with the five original guys, and then um, started working with with uh, Geffen Records, and you know working on a new album, which was, or working on their first record, and through that process of of pre-production on songs and stuff they uh started talking about changing the name and decided to change it to tesla which was a very good move (laughs) and uh that that was sort of it and then the first record came out in 86 and within that year you know kind of took off yeah that first one mechanical resonance in 86 um had uh some a couple big hits on that modern day cowboy and little Susie. obviously again you weren't there for the putting together of those but have they told you any stories about recording them or just in general how fun it is to play as a guitarist you know whatever you got on on that first album those songs are 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 fan favorites man oh yeah totally you know those songs are just such a blast to play live because you know those songs like the people in the crowd grew up with them right so when they hear them they lose their mind you know and and i can relate to it even though i'm in the band now i can still be like yep i i I feel that same excitement and if i was in the crowd i'd be like screaming just as loud so you know to to have that sort of electricity uh when when people hear this their favorite tesla song is is always really really exciting and you know gosh i think it was 2016 we did a, a live record um, of Mechanical Resonance in its entirety. Um, and so we actually did go through and learn all, because we only you know, we only do a few songs from that record now, but we went through and learned all the old album tracks and did the entire record um, uh, over the course of a summer. We'd throw in different songs every night and record them, and then we put it all together as one thing. So, so that was sort of fun to kind of do a, more um, recent uh, interpretation of of all those classic songs too. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm pretty. I'm a big movie guy myself, so I'm pretty sure the video had a bunch of old movie for Modern Day Cowboy. I'm talking about. I yes. think it was like Nikola Tesla playing clips of movies like High Noon and Scarface and Doctor Strange Love and a bunch of cool cool movies too. So I thought that was a fun little tidbit too. Yeah, we <laughs> we we do some of that in the. Uh, we have video screens uh, on stage behind us. And, and when we do cowboy, there's yeah, yeah, like some of that old cowboy Western footage is pretty cool. Love it. You gotta. Um, all right, cool. And then moving chronologically right along in 89, the second album, Great Radio Controversy, went double platinum, I think, with uh, the songs like Heaven's Trail and Love Song. Um, do any of those make it in the set? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that's what I said. You know, there's, there's a, a good amount of songs that, you know, I think we'd... Uh, We'd get run out of town if we didn't play every show. So, you know, love song, Susie, 
all that stuff we definitely got to do and um you know one one fun one on 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 great radio that we uh learned for vegas is uh lady luck and we've been doing that um a lot since 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 we learned it for vegas and that one is really fun to do live because it's like an album track you know it's not it wasn't a huge hit but you know all the fans know it and love it and we haven't done it forever so i mean never since i've been in the band that's almost 20 years so um it's it's been really great to do to do a little bit of the album stuff mixed in with the uh with the hits from that record i love it i love it um and then of course right after that 1990 is the album that you're talking about the one that you picked up as a middle schooler <laughs> seventh grade I yes. guess. um it was seventh the live grade. album five man acoustical jam obviously from the title you know spin off of five man electric band who originally did signs but tesla's Correct. cover of the song signs you know sign signs everywhere sign everyone uh it's funny I, you know I, I mentioned i was interviewing uh you you know tesla i mentioned to my wife and she was like oh signs so my everybody knows right. you're you're everyone at least our age know your version yeah. so um i guess um i don't know what what am i asking about this <laughs> i'm just raving about it um reel in for a question jason um what's the key what's the key to a, a kick-ass cover i guess i'll say gosh you know it's funny because tesla does have like a couple of biggest tesla songs are covers but the i don't know you know like because little Susie's a cover right and and Great. from from the earlier record and that one is an entirely different you know, interpretation from the original. So I would say in general, that can be a big thing that really makes it a band's own. If you really, I mean, obviously Jess got such a unique voice and way different than the original. Um, so on, on really any of those covers. Um, so I think that's a big part of it is, is sort of putting your own stamp with the vocals and, you know, maybe the arrangement. And, and of course, Signs was not a big departure arrangement wise, but just the fact that it's Jess singing and it's got a lot more sort of, hard rock energy even even being acoustic um i think that just just made it you know really unique and i mean honestly i really think the majority of people don't know that signs is a cover i definitely know most of them don't know little Susie is a cover <laughs> and i didn't for years too when i was a kid i just thought they wrote them because it's like it's so it's so uh just linked to the band and and you know you can hear the originals but you'll think of the Tesla version for, for most of those songs. At least I do, you know? Oh, same. I mean, and, uh, and just to clarify, little Susie is, is not the wake up little Susie Everly brothers. It was the PhD, uh, British duo. I think it was called, yes. uh, they, they did the original, but Tesla, of course you're, you're synonymous with it. And then of course, you know, signs is the five man electric band. And, and we'll talk about the, the right. meaning of the meaning of the song as well. Wasn't it, isn't it? Everyone just thinks of it as this catchy thing, but it's more like, it's, a, it's sort of like the signs that were, that, you know, towns would put up back in the day, you know, no long haired freaky people quote you know what I mean? Like, isn't it about like, yeah, I don't know, go into the meaning of it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've always taken it to be kind of, um, you know, being, being true to yourself and not worrying about trying to, to conform to what other people think you should be doing right. and how you right. should live. Right. You know, and, and that's, geez, that song was from the seventies, you know, and, and I, it still rings just as true today. I mean, as soon as we hit that, you know, Frank hits the first thing. When we do that live, people lose their minds. And it's it's like, it's that one gets one of, if not the biggest reactions every night, no matter what, no matter what country, everyone loses their mind on that. And, and I think it's just because it's a sentiment that pretty much everyone can relate to, but especially, you know, that rock and roll crowd, the classic rock, older school crowd. Cause you know, these days, 
it's it's you know probably a good thing but genres are so much less defined and it's just sort of a hodgepodge of of music and you like what you like and it's no big deal but you know when i was growing up and and definitely before it's like if you were a rocker you were kind of a little bit of an outcast and there was kind of like a a sort of a, a stigma to it and kind of like a us against them vibe with people who like other kind of music so you know that i feel probably makes the sentiment of those lyrics even stronger for a crowd like ours Right. Stay true to the genre you like, too, you know. Um, yeah, well, absolutely. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, cool. Well, we won't. We obviously I won't I won't make you go through all the albums because you would probably kill me <laughs> at that point. Yeah, it would kill me. Track. But I do I do want to at least hit the I mean uh Psychotic Supper because yeah, um uh, it went platinum again. Actually, it might have it might have charted the highest of any of the albums, even higher than or at least on the rock charts. Um, higher higher than mm. than any of the ones we even talked about. Um, so uh, talk about uh any any of your favorites as the guitarist that you get to play off of that Edison's Medicine or or you know uh, which of your favorites on that dude yeah i mean psychotic is still that's my favorite tesla record like hands down um i i love every every song on that record i think it's just a classic um and everything the, the production the, the performance that was really a band at their peak you know and um it, it was it was just magic so um what you give is one of my favorite songs ever by anyone you know like it's up there with the beatles and zeppelin for me and that was before I had ever even met anyone. In I just uh, that song has always really struck a chord. So why me, so is that? Why play... is that? Track track ten. What you give? Why is that? You why did that always stand out for you? Gosh, I don't know. It's it's just it's. I think that that initial opening guitar line, the acoustic. It's so weird. It's so unique, and it's it's just really interesting. And just for some reason, it just really resonates with me. It just gets me. Even now, every time I hear it, it's like, I just love hearing that. It's just perfect, you know? And and then also that solo, I think that's one of the best guitar solos that's ever been recorded, you know? And by, I put that up against Eddie Van Halen or Slash or, or Jimmy Page or anybody. Um, and, you know, it's just so melodic and lyrical and, and everything. So, to be able to get to do that and play that live every night. And that's one of those ones that we, we have to play. Like people, people get mad. You don't do what you give. So um, <laughs> it's, it, that's always one of my favorite points in the set for sure. Thanks for scatting or humming a few of the notes. I, I if, if I close my eyes, I, I could thought I swear I heard a guitar somewhere. Did it, dude. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we I like I said, I'm not going to um make you comment on all of them, but we I will rattle the names. Bust the nut into the sure. now, forevermore, simplicity and shock. Do you have any uh, on any of those uh which which of those uh do you have a, a personal favorite or any that you like always arguing the guys, "Hey, we got to sneak that onto the set even though, you know, it's from the later works, not, you know, the the heyday prime albums, but you know yeah. what I mean? Or do you have a favorite in there?" Oh man, you know, I, I I do really love all of them. And then, you know, the the other one that um is uh real to real, which 
which was a covers record, but it was my first record in Tesla. So that one's always sort of got a special place for me just because it's my first experience doing that. That was um, 2007, right? Yeah. 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 That one, dude, we recorded that record when I had been in the band for like five months. Like it was, I was so green and so new. It was, it was pretty remarkable that they would be down to make a record with a guy they barely knew. Now looking, you know, it felt natural at the time, but looking back now that I've been in the band so long, it's like, geez, I'd be really nervous if I only known a guy for less than half a year and now we're making a record together. But, you yeah. know, it, it went great. Um, and, and it was great. But, you know, yeah, then Forevermore was a special one because that was the first, you know, original studio record. And, and you know, I got to co-write a bunch of songs on that. And so that that was fun. I love that song, I Want to Live. That was a single that did pretty well. And, you know, me and Brian wrote a lot of that one together. And um, so that's always a fun one. We haven't been doing it live lately, but we, we do often do it. Um, uh, yeah. And, you know, really, they, they all have their own little special thing. They're all done differently. I'd say Shock is... is um, one of my favorite records for sure. Um, and that one was really special because we got to make it with Phil Collin from Def Leppard and, and just working with, with someone, you know, who's such a great musician and like songsmith and such a song guy that really was, I, I think it really upped our game with, with just the writing of the songs um, before we even got to the recording and then putting all the extra time into really making a really well produced record and, and having it sonically be so uh, you know just big uh, that's that's a really good memory for me and I, I really love that record too but all of them man you know they all have their special thing oh yeah and, and I'm glad you mentioned Phil Collin we spoke to him god I interviewed him I don't even remember when it was uh, maybe like five years ago or something um, great yeah. dude great dude oh, uh, but he co-wrote he co-wrote a lot of that the album right he did yeah yeah we we um you know, he, he would, it was sort of a different way that when we all kind of did not individually, but it, it was like, we would all kind of talk to Phil one or two of us and write, get song ideas together and then show them to Phil. He'd say like, you know, like, Hey, how about like some kind of cool up-tempo riff rocker? You got any idea like that? And I'm like, okay, oh, cool, cool. And a couple of days later, send him a demo and he'd be like, Oh, that's great. What if you changed this part on the chorus? And what about if you did something like this on the bridge or something? And then like, okay, cool, re-record it, put in those new ideas, send it back. Oh, killer, that's great. And and maybe a couple more back and forth like that if it needs it. And then and then sort of start showing it to the other guys and um and start building the track. Like there were some songs on that record where, you know, any one any given one or two of us hadn't even heard the full song yet, and we we're already recording master takes for the album on it. You know, it's like, oh, this is how it goes. You know, we because we were making that record while we were on tour with Def Leppard, and we would record in dressing room. So you'd be like, "Hey, Dave, can you come in at three and record some guitar on this song that Frank wrote?" Like, "Oh, cool, yeah." Like, I've never heard that song before. Like, what key is it in? Like, okay, cool, <laughs> let's go. And and that actually really was super fun and kept it very spontaneous. I think. I love it, and I I want to know, like, as we're going through these albums, I'm noticing obviously they're you know they're charting in the U.S. and and some other countries, but the one consistent yeah. country like for the last thirty years has been Switzerland. Why are you guys so big in Switzerland? <laughs> that is hilarious. Have, have you noticed no that? <laughs> I you know I haven't seen those those that's like stat, but like I totally believe you because you know it's one of those weird things. Like, you ever notice like if if you look at like like any social media. If you look at like the breakdown of your fans, it's always Brazil. Like, why just so many Brazilians love it? Like, it's so weird. Like, like 
you know, for us, but like even before we'd ever been to South America, like on my, like my old MySpace, like I'd have tons of Brazilian fans. Like wow. it's so strange. And so I think there's just these weird markets that get really into a band. I, yeah. I guess, I don't know. I, you know, Switzerland didn't play there in years. Yeah. It just proves that music yeah. is, is universal. You know what I mean? It's the universal language, no matter what country. Um, oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Very cool. Um, well, I guess the only other thing that's all uh, you've been generous with your time, but I wanted to ask, you know, with the name Tesla, I, I, have there ever been like Elon Musk copyright battles or does it not matter since it's named after a real inventor, you know, Edison's rival and all that stuff? Like does Tesla, does, I guess you're you you you're both free to use it, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know there was sort of some, some uh, talks about that when, because I had just joined the band when when the car company started to sort of blow up, right, right. Um, and it was still a pretty new thing. Like, what an all electric car? What is this all about? You know, it was like it was a weird thing, and and it was pretty small, but it was becoming big. And there was a little bit of like, hmm, is there any legal things here? But it, I think it just sort of like kind of was all right. Like, it kind of vetted it. Like, no, no, it's all good. I think it's you know because it's a different. Um, if it was another band, right, it'd be different, right? But it's it's such a it's a different field, like uh, of business. So it's, I think there's no sort of issues, and you know, it's kind of cool, you know. <laughs> so and you know, Elon knows about us. There's a photo I've seen it before of him wearing an old school Tesla T-shirt on some like red carpet when he's like posing for like all the photos. It's uh, and he's like pointing at his shirt. It's kind of funny. Electric guitar versus electric car. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Could your could your Dave Rude, could your electric guitar take his electric car? <laughs> Ooh, yes. Can we plug it into the car? Can we power a Marshall amp with a Tesla battery? Things to think about. <laughs> um, I love it. Well, thank you so th- so much for joining us. Um, again, it's Tesla, the iconic American rock band, going to be coming to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia here on uh, April 14th. So get your tickets now. Hey, thanks so much for doing this, dude. This was so much fun. Dude, it was great. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great to talk to you. All right. Good luck at the show. Thanks so much, dude. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.